I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome along. It's a brand new episode of Writer's Routine this week, chatting to Denmark's queen of crime, Sarah Bladel. She's best known for the Louise Rick books, and she's published 25 different novels along the way. We talk about how much she thinks of an international audience when she's writing in Danish, how much do things need to be changed. Also, talking about change, how much her routine has changed over the course of all those books, and you can hear what her son thinks about her murdering people when he gets home. He just needed to look at me and then he said, Mom, did you kill someone today? <laughs> because I'm so... Of course, yes, if I have a day where I've killed someone, then it, it has an effect on me. Uh, but very often I, I try to stop in a place where I, I'm still curious I'm still into it. So there's all that on the way. Stay there. It's a brand new episode of Writer's Routine. Yes. Welcome along to the show. My name's Dan Simpson. Thank you for being there. This is Writer's Routine, where we take a look inside the working day of the most successful authors around. And I'm delivering on that promise today, by the way. It's a brilliant chat for you this week with Sarah Bladel, Denmark's Queen of Crime. Now, Sarah has published 25 different books. Now, Sarah has published 25 different novels and 3 million copies of her books have been sold uh, in Denmark alone. Now, there's just under 6 million people in the country. I can't imagine it's as cut and dry as every other person has got a Sarah Bladel book. But I'm sure it's not far off either. Now, Sarah is known for her research process, which is unparalleled. And we talk about that, about how she decides what story is coming next and what she needs to research and who she needs to chat to. Also, how thorough and merciless she can be with the killings in her stories. We chat about Scandi Noir and how much she thinks about a foreign audience when she's writing and maybe what needs to be altered. Now, the new novel is called A Harmless Lie. Uh, It's all about Detective Louise Rick on holiday in Thailand when she gets a panicked call from her father telling her her brother Mikkel has attempted suicide and it might be connected to his estranged wife and a girl who went missing a decade before. You can find out all about that in the chat. We talk thoroughly through the day, why she likes to be routined and organised and why she keeps writing these stories if they take so much out of her emotionally. 
It's all coming up right now. Let's jump into it as we always do with what Sarah Bladel sees around her in the place where she sits down to write. Yes, I I have actually my uh, my office in my apartment, so I I do I just do see my my living room and a huge um, bookshelf with uh, not my books because they're here just uh, just right side beside me. So I see my living room. It's very very cozy and it's uh, it's it's located in the middle of Copenhagen, of the old part of Copenhagen. So I have absolutely nothing to complain about. <laughs> well, so let, let, just take me around, I guess, what you can see in your living room. Is there many inspirational pictures, maybe uh, strange writer things that keep you going? <laughs> there is, there is, uh, no, it is very, it is very cozy because, you know, Denmark is, uh, is well known for the hygge. Do you know that? Hygge is... It's it's a very Danish thing. I think actually it's it's a very common everywhere around the world. But we have the word for it, and it's called hygge. So in my living room, I have two couches. Actually, uh, two I bought when I when I was living in Co- uh, in New York, and I brought them with me back to Copenhagen because they are so they are of course enormously. We do not have enormous huge couch in Denmark, not like in the US. So I have my couches and then I have uh, a coffee table and then I have a bookshelf with a lot of books, not only crime novels, but some different also uh, old books that I inherited from my parents when, when they passed away. But here very close to me, and that is a bit more glamouring because in my window, on my window shelf, I have my awards and, uh, you know, every time when I think that it, it's a little bit <laughs> difficult, I, I, if, if I feel that I will never come up with a new story, then I look at the, at the windows and say, okay, maybe you don't have to because you have done stories enough. And then some, for, some, for some reason, it kicks some, something in my head and say, of course, you can make another one. So that is a, that is a, a little um, a pimp up myself shelf with my awards and then I have a bookshelf right here beside my um, my desk with my all my Danish books um, maybe that's also a kind of a show off just to remind myself that I've actually done it uh, so I can do it one more time <laughs> is there anything that's pivotal to your plot there so do you have maybe notes stuck to the wall is there a big whiteboard with your jottings with your plot points how do you know if i were to sit in your lovely cozy living room would i have any clue as to what you were writing no absolutely not you would have no clue for how many people have murdered in here absolutely no clue but if you open i have a a, a double door right on my left uh, or on my left side and that is where my you know, my all my tools and my printer and all that is. And I have a whiteboard. Okay, it, it's gray, but it's it's almost the same as a whiteboard. With my, um, it's I, I call it my killing wall. And it's very good that people cannot look in there because I have... I have stuff from forensic, the, in, the forensic institute in Copenhagen. I have a lot of things from the police, um, 
police department here in Copenhagen, things that I've picked up. But but it's <laughs> it's behind closed doors. So you have to go in there. And I don't think that people will do that because it just looked like a closet. It, it is actually kind of a little extra room I have. But here when I'm but but then the thing is when I'm writing I I use I do not know if you have the same word for it but I but I call them plot cards. It's a lot of colored small uh, pieces of paper. And and I before I start writing when I'm doing my research and I start building up my story I I come down with the plot on these cards and for example Louise Rick my protagonist, she have one color, and the the investigation have have another color, and then I have all these plot cards out over my uh, dining table. So if you come and visit me in one of these periods, you will you will have a, a clue of what I'm doing, and it looks weird and stupid, and people are like, "What is going on here?" It's kind of a puzzle. It looks like a puzzle. If I were to look at one of those, if I were to look at one of those plot cards, there, um, does what you're writing make sense to anyone else? Is it that thorough, or is it just a a quick line that just lets you know this is where I need to turn next? Yeah, some of them will, some of them will give you an idea. Um, so I'm very up to putting them away before people come here, <laughs> because for first of all, they will think that I'm. Maybe not uh, mentally health, because it says something weird stuff. Uh, but it's all, it, it also because my whole plot is there. So so I will ruin. I, I it will spoil a lot if people look at it because some of the of the stories is like uh, some of the line could be. Uh, this person will a name will will die here. You we will find this person at the riverside here over and out you will police is coming <laughs> police is going in police is walking into Ben's house I mean it's like it's it's it, it probably it will sound stupid for other if you do not know what I use it for but it's it will absolutely put the whole story out um so yeah it makes sense some of it makes sense but but another thing is that people wouldn't wouldn't be able to to read my plot cards because I'm just I'm writing it in a way I don't think that pe- other people can can read it. <laughs> just uh, just <laughs> lastly on your room there, um, run me through. Is it a desk that you're writing on? If, have you got anything on the desk? Maybe family pictures. Maybe maybe strange things of the the people that you've murdered in your novels. What's going on? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I, and I do not have old bodies <laughs> around it. But I have actually this disc it's a very beautiful disc that i have had uh, um yeah i've special made uh, someone who yeah who special made this so it's covered with a, a leather very beautiful leather top uh, it, it, can, can you say that it's coated with a leather top i think you can do it and then i have a, a lamp on my desk and then i have a very expensive hand cream uh and, a, and something for my lips, and I have a something that smells really good. I have the feeling that the more clean uh, it is, the more beautiful it is. The if it smells nice, I mean, the nicer the surroundings around me can be. 
the more dark will I be in my head. And it's really weird, but, but it's, I have, it, it, it comes to me every time I think about it because I can sit in beautiful areas. And at the end of the day, when I look at my computer and, and read what I've been working on that day, I think, is it me who've been writing that? I mean, I can be surprised for some time. It's, it's like the, the nicer the surrounding is, the more free space do I have in my head to create these kind of stories. I don't know why. Maybe if it was horrible, if, I, it, if it was a mess around me, if it was dark and everything was just, I mean, yeah, um, a mess. Then I think I would be so busy in my head of trying to avoid looking at it. So, so it, it, it creates a space for me to write if I don't have to be annoyed about my surroundings. Um, people who listen to the show get very interested in the um the really small details of someone's writing space so just just very quickly could i draw your attention to uh, the computer is that what you're writing on and and also what fonts do you write with i do uh, yeah i do uh, write my things in word a word document and i i'm using the time romance and i have one and a half space between my lines and it's a I mean, it's the same every time. I have when I when I do my, you know, the taps. How much the yeah, when when you tap in when you when you start a new line, I have the same. It has to go zero uh, point five in. I mean, it has to look exactly the same every time I start a new book. Um, and I do not use these writing uh, programs. There is one called Scrivener. I people. Tell me that it is very smart and can do a lot of things. I'm very, I'm, I'm too old for that, I think. But I just use a, a normal a word document, and uh, and it looks the same every time. We have some letters in our alphabet that you do not have. Yeah, for example, my name it's with an A, and in 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 the US it's it's with an A and an E uh, instead. So I think that if 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 the name it's too weird or too, if you will be too unfamiliar with it, uh, it could be a problem. But to be totally honest, I do not think about it now. I, I try to put it away again. I had a period where I was thinking about it, but then I think, okay, when you when, when my books is coming out in Korea, for example, for example, I mean, everything will be weird for them because the story is set in Denmark. So I decided to be, uh, to be faithful to my own language and my own country. And, and think that that might be the reason that people hopefully enjoy the story because it's set in another area. But but for me, sometimes I have to be honest and, and say for me, sometimes if if uh, places or names or, yeah, it, it's, too, it's too difficult to uh, to relate to, then then I then I get I got confused and then it a little bit ruined my story. But I have an excellent author, uh, an excellent editor, really a good one. Uh, and she is, if, if things seems to be too weird or if Danish seems to be too weird, she will come up with a solution. But but I think that is also one of the things that makes the book, hopefully it makes them interesting because it, it gives you a, a, an, an idea of how it is in Denmark, what the names are coming up with and what the areas is called. So 
if if it if I have the feeling that it will be very confusing for my readers, then I try to find something that is not too too Danish. But I mean, it's not it's not like we have a lot of names that you can relate to. So so it's not it's not a big problem. Um, now the show is writer's routine. So tell me about yours, if you can. The moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed on a day when you are working, when you are writing, how does the whole thing look there? It looks like uh, also uh, very often the same, 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 because I like that it is the same. When I'm in the period where I'm writing my first draft, I try to be as much in the same routine as possible. So I... I'm up around seven or eight, and then I walk my dog. And after that, I I take a walk on on an hour or so alone. Not because I'm thinking about what I'm going to write, more to get up on my own <laughs> own speed, just to to um, yeah to have some fresh air and uh, start the day off with a with a with a walking trip uh, here or in my summer house. Very often, I'm riding in my summer house. It's on the north shore of uh, Schellen, uh, it's an hour. Uh, it's an hour drive from Copenhagen up north, and uh, my country house is uh, at the ocean uh, or just out out to the ocean. So it's a very beautiful place to to start the day, and then I start riding around ten. Then I have some breakfast, and it could be. It's awesome. <laughs> it's very very boring. It's it's like a, a two soft boiled eggs and and dark bread we have in Denmark we have a, a sort of bread called rupol it's a dark rye but it's not it's not like a sandwich bread at all it's 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 yeah I don't know how to compare it pumpernickel I know that you have pumpernickel in the US it's a kind of that and then I start writing around 10 I'm, I'm trying not to get too much involved in the so, social media before I start writing I'm trying not to get too involved in um, in the news it can be a little dif- uh, difficult right now as the time and the situation is uh, but I'm trying to not I mean walk into real life I'm trying to be in my fiction life because it's in these periods uh, it's like my yeah, half of, of the time I spent in in my in my head, so uh, so that that routine and that way of living uh, as it is in my books, it's very much what I'm just trying to stick to uh, when I'm writing. And then I start writing at at uh, ten, and I always bring a pot of tea and some sparkling water. And then, and this is um, this is just me. I'm, before when I'm I'm sitting here at my desk with my computer, and then I just take uh, five or ten minutes to close my eyes and to just be totally silent with my closed eyes. And and I will not say that I'm praying for the story to come to me, but I'm I'm saying I'm prepared now. I'm please open up to. First floor, I'm ready. It's I don't know. You probably just call it a kind of a meditation. Maybe I'll call it a kind of a writer's meditation. Just being prepared to receive something, um, and then I'm then I'm writing for five hours or so. Um, I, I, normally I'll stop around three uh, at the afternoon. Uh, it's a little yeah, but that that it's pretty much how it is and. Uh, hopefully it will be a good day that I can write a 
five or six pages. Sometimes it's uh, one and a half page. Sometimes it's a lot more. But it's it's never a bad situation for me just to sit there and have the feeling that nothing is coming out of it. It's frustrated, oh yes, but it's never bad because these days uh, where nothing, when it looks like I haven't done much more than one and a half page or so, uh, my head starts going in another direction and I think, oh yes, maybe I can. I mean, it is so boring just to sit there and nothing nothing moves in your head it's so boring to sit in front of your uh, of, of your story and say okay i do not know i know exactly what is going to happen but i cannot it, it is not living it's not out it's not moving it's nothing is happening it's just i don't know how i can come in with the right things that kick this off and sometimes it just takes me yeah a long time but most of, of these experiences ended up with me saying, oh, that was the reason because I needed to go in another direction and I needed to, for example, have a flashback or I needed to compare the situation with something Louise Rick have been in before, whatever it might be. So I do never feel that I waste my time, even that it's not like I'm writing 10 new pages, but can be frustrated, but... Most of the time, it's some. It, there is, it makes sense afterwards. Those five hours—that's quite a heavy-going session of of focus. How how do they normally play out for you? Are you like really in it for those whole five hours? Do you find your energy kind of coming and going? How do they look? Norm very often. It looks like it, very often it is really a pleasure. And the, yes, I'm totally into it and I'm totally focused and I love it. And it's uh, it's like me walking into a story and just having my fingers on, on my, my laptop and just being super curious about what will happen. Because I know from my plot cards that, that I'm well prepared, that I, I know where I'm going. But to see it wake up and, and be something on paper that is for me it is so much fun and i'm so excited about it so most of the days it's just really fun and i'm curious and sometimes i have to so also because it's crime fiction and sometimes something bad is is happening uh, of course and i'm very um emotional involved and <laughs> It's not like I'm sitting here crying or being totally out of yeah uh, of myself, but but I can be. I mean, it's people that I know. It's it, I feel that it is people that I know, and I feel that I'm very much into it. So I am involved. And um, when my son, uh, he's 24 now, so he's not living with me anymore. But when he was younger. Sometimes when I finished uh, a day, a writing a day at the afternoon and he was coming back from home from school, he just needed to look at me. And then he said, mom, did you kill someone today? <laughs> because I'm so, of course, yes, if I have a day where I've killed someone, then it uh, has an infect on me. Uh, but very often I, I try to stop in a place where I, I'm still curious. I'm still into it. I do not, I'm trying not to write until, you know, I've been 
I've been putting myself out over the edge. I'm trying to stop so I know that I'm excited to write the next day. There's nothing more um, frustrating than stopping on a bed in a situation that is difficult. Never stop in a situation that is difficult because then I can find 10,000 other things to do the next day than write. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. We'll be back with more from Sarah in just a sec. I'm just popping up to remind you if you're enjoying the show, there's over 220 of them now if you're enjoying what we're bringing you every week chats with the best authors around if you've learned anything along the way that's helped the way that you plan your days you you sort out your ideas to get them down on paper if we've contributed in any way to helping you out i'm so happy and i'd love it if you could support the show at patreon.com forward slash writers routine Just a couple of dollars a month really helps us keep going. By pledging, by becoming a backer on the Patreon, you not only make sure this podcast lives as long as it can, also there is a way for your book to sponsor the show. You get bonus content, you get merch, and as always, our unending thanks. And it really doesn't cost a lot. Just a dollar or so a month really helps us keep going as frequently with the best names as often as we can. We've done 220 now, uh, and I'd love to see that carry on going. With your help, we can make that happen. You can become a backer. Pledge to support us at patreon.com forward slash writers routine. So let's get back to it then with Sarah Bladel, Denmark's queen of crime. We talk about why people keep coming back to the Louise Rick stories. What is it about the character that she thinks her readers love so much? Also, how she mixes it up when she seems to write so many of them. You can hear what she needs to know before she starts a story. And, you know, we joke about it, but murdering quite a lot of people on the page, putting yourself through that, it must be quite traumatic at times. Why does Sarah keep coming back to telling these stories if they are so tough emotionally? (laughs) That is a very good question. I ask myself sometimes the same question. But I have never been... In the situation, I mean, then 
when when I start on my first Louise Rick novel, I did not plan it to be a book. And it sounds ridiculous now, I know that. But I've always been a crime fiction reader. I, I love crime fiction. I, years ago, in, in 20 years, more than yeah, maybe all, almost 30 years ago, uh, I started my own publishing house here in Copenhagen, only publishing crime fiction, others crime fiction. So crime, the crime fiction genre has always been a wonderful place for me to be in because I'm, I like the genre and, and the whole idea is that someone else is writing the books. So, so for me, it was not a dream of start. It, it, I, I've never been dreaming about being, becoming an author. I am, um, I'm, I'm dyslexic, uh, not in a very, not in a very heavy grade, but, uh, but still enough. So, so when I start a book, there's a long way to page number 300. So, so I'm not, I mean, I, I never, I, I didn't see myself uh, as an author. So when I start on my first book, I didn't know it would, it would be a book. I just, created a space inside my head. I was uh, I was a journalist and I was working on a television show and you know all about deadlines and it can be busy and it can be rough and people can be shouting. And I created a space in my head where I could have uh, silence to, to tell myself a story. And that was how the first Louis Rick novel starts. Yeah, that was where it started. I was just doing it for myself. I was just telling myself a story but at one point, I was so curious. I could see Louise Rick very clearly, and I could see the setting uh, very clearly. It was in Copenhagen, and I was I was so into it. At at uh, some point, be, because I've never been arrested, and thank God for that, I didn't know exactly how the homicide department looked like. I've never been there, so I wrote a letter to the former chief of the homicide department here in Copenhagen. And asking him about the routines, and what I didn't expect at that time was that he was—he called me the next day and invited me in just so I could see it. And at that point, it shifted from being me telling myself a story to be, "Hey, I'm actually working on a book. I'm I'm doing research for a crime novel." So I feel that the first story found me. I wasn't looking for. Louise Rick novel. I wasn't looking for a new book, and at that time, I didn't know that this was that it was the beginning of a crime fiction series. I didn't know that, so I was just writing my first novel, knowing that I should be so extremely lucky if I got one reader or two readers or whatever. And after that, when when I was almost finished with it. Uh, I, I visited uh, the forensic scientist who have helped me with some details. I visited him at the Forensic Institute here in Copenhagen, uh, and he was a bit delayed. So, um, so I have to wait for him. And when when he came, he uh, uh, he told me it was because he he had assisted. He was uh, he he assisted on a rape case of a woman who have who had been raped. This night, she was brought in, uh, and there was a doctor and a nurse, and then the forensic uh, scientist because he was the one who was uh, securing the DNA. And everything he told me here, how it that this is more than this is 
almost 20 years ago, no, maybe 18 years ago. So uh, in online dating was not a huge thing at that point. It was new and it was upcoming. And we were talking about how, because the, this woman who was raped, she met the guy online and they decided to go out together and they decided to go home together and have sex together, but they didn't decide what kind of sex and when it has to end. And that was a very bad situation for the woman. And it started up the next idea for my second book because I was, okay, this thing is that you decided, you, you actually have his, you have his DNA, but his profile on the online dating site is deleted. You know, it just came and I was so curious and I was like, okay, if the police cannot solve it, how on earth should I be able to do it? And it just kicked off the second story. So I've never been in a situation where I've been, really looking for come up for coming up with a new story. I've been in a situation that something popped up and made me so curious. So I knew I have to dig into it, look into it, research a bit, and then a new story is coming up. So some of my stories where I've been very personal, I mean, feel, my personal feelings been involved and and uh, I was thinking maybe this sh maybe this should be the last one. Then something is popping up and makes me curious, and it happens over and over again. So that is the reason why there still is coming book from my hands. <laughs> Sorry, that was a very long answer. No, 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 that was fine. Now, I, I, just before we we quickly talk about the new novel, I'd like you to be quite. Uh, I, I guess self 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 congratulatory. I mean, you are you are Denmark's queen of crime, and this is a it's an area of the world where it's like Scandi noir is a huge genre, and you have managed to you know top the lists for for quite a while. What why do you think you've done that? Why have your stories and your books uh, struck a chord with so many readers? Um, yeah, I think, I think it's, I, I think most of it is because I have so many loyal readers and they're not only loyal to me, but they're very loyal to Louise Rick. Uh, and they, they, they're curious about her and her life. And, and I'm not very proud to admit because for me at the, at the beginning, uh, of my when I start being a writer at the beginning I was very well aware that I I write crime fiction I do not write women's fiction I mean there is a fine line be between putting private life into the crime fiction and uh, also not do it too much. I mean, being too detailed about picking up your child from kindergarten or going shopping grocery stores and all, all these kind of things. So I was very, I was very aware that I should find a balance. And now I do a lot of research creating my plot and I do a lot of research to catch the way that the police will solve and investigate a murder case. And to be totally honest, my <laughs> many of my readers are very much more interested in what is going on with Louise Rick and will she find uh, a man, <laughs> will she find whatever. I mean, they feel that they know her. And I think that is one of the reasons that they are so loyal to me. They're curious about her and her life and Camilla Lynn's life and because they are also they are not super. Louise Rick is not a superwoman. She does not have 
special skills that makes her very different from us. I mean, me and my friends. And she's she's just one that you could actually, one of, a woman that you could know because yeah, maybe you will know her. I think that is one of the reasons. Um, yeah, and maybe it was also, then to be honest, maybe it was because I was one of the first female crime novel novelists in Denmark that um, I grabbed them from the beginning. Maybe that's the reason. Now, you've told us about the, the very first books that you wrote about Louise Rick. The, uh, the new novel is A Harmless Lie. Just tell us about the first moment that the idea for this story came into your head. Actually, it started years ago in one of my earlier books, uh, The Stolen Angel, I think is the US title. Um, and there is a woman called Mona, and she react in a very um, strong way when people are disappearing. I mean, she is uh, she is uh, mental vulnerable, and she react in a way that is not the reaction you and I have when people are disappearing. I, I mean, when you read about it in the newspaper. And I was so curious. I know that I created her myself, but that part I was so curious of how did that happen to Mona? What is Mona's background story? And there, it, it's eight years ago. I, I, I was just, and this was just for me. I was writing her background story and the whole situation with Mona and where she grew up and where she went to school and she went on a school trip to Bonholm and one of the girls from her her, her school class went missing and she never showed up and that it had a very very. A strong impact on Mona and also on some of the other girls. But that story was created eight years ago. And after my book number nine with Louise Rick, I uh, put her and the story aside and I, I, was, uh, I, I wrote a trilogy actually going on in the US. And I was not I was not totally sure that I would pick that I would pick up Louise Rick stories again only if I could come up with the right way to bring her back. And after my um, my stories, my trilogy about Ilka, uh, I one evening I was living in New York at that time. Uh, one evening I had the feeling here it this makes sense. It makes sense to bring Louise Rick back if I bring her back in a way where she's not a policewoman, where she's not investigating anything, where she is in the story as a private person. And then I start, uh, then I, then I, uh, from the very beginning, I was thinking about Mona because I've been so curious to write her story and this school trip to Bonholm. Because in Denmark, we all, uh, all of us who went to school, uh, we are going on a school trip when we are around 13 years old. Then we go for four or five days to a place, um, for example, Bonholm. It's a very small island, very, uh, very close to Sweden. And uh, at, at that point, when you're a teenager, you're away with the rest of your school class. Everything is exciting and your parents are not there. And it, for me, it was it was a big thing and uh, and it's very relatable for for all danish people because we are going on the same not, not when all a lot of us is going to bonholm there is also another place where you can go but but that was the beginning of it i knew that i wanted to bring back mona into the story i wanted to tell her uh, her story 
Uh, and then I wanted Louise to be to look at her uh, on a new way, uh, being a private person, being a situation where she's not in in charge of anything, besides being in charge of herself. Thank you so much to Sarah Bladel for coming on the show. Her new book is A Harmless Lie. Pick up a copy from your local bookshop if you get a chance. In the meantime, you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash writers routine. Give us a follow on Twitter, we are at writers pod, and you can get in touch, writersroutine.com. Next week, we'll chat with Law Van Rensburg about her new thriller, Nobody But Us. It's tipped to be a new Gone Girl. So if you like that style of psychological thriller, you will love the chat with Law next week on the show. Until then, I'll say goodbye. It's writersroutine.com if you want to get in touch and I'll be back next Friday. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 